we are starting, continuing from um, Romans 2, verse 17. So look, it says, but if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will, and approve the things that are essential being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourselves is what they're, they're, they're confident in, uh, a guide to the blind, right? A guide to the blind. So he's talking about Gentiles here. So think about Christians, right? Because... Christians, they had a horrible relationship. The Jews had a horrible relationship to the Gentiles. They thought that the Gentiles are unclean, right? Christians have a horrible relationship today, right? I mean, they're Christians who say things like, oh, look at the unbelievers sinning. Well, listen, listen, folks. That's what unbelievers are supposed to do. That's what sinners do. They sin. Okay? So this is what they are. So here, here's what they are saying. Uh, they are a light to dance, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one shall not steal, do you steal? You say that one should not commit adultery. Do you commit adultery? You abort idols. Do you rob temples? You who boast in the law through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. So what Paul is saying there, and this is an indictment upon us too as Christians. What Paul is saying here is that you Jews, right? These are real Jews. have been given this law of God. And they are essentially, oh yeah, we're a, we're a guide to the Gentiles, we're this. Where that, they're in darkness, all of this kind of stuff. They're bragging in their relationship to God due to the law. You know, many people that you see now, I hear more Christians bashing unbelievers than being a guide to unbelievers. I, oh, look at them, look what they're doing. They're in all different kinds of sin. All of this nonsense. This is what Paul is doing. And look what he says. The name of God is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles because of you. In other words, unbelievers are now blaspheming the name of God because of these uh, Jews, because of their bad behavior. Well, I am going to say this right now. And I'm a student of history. This is one of the worst times for unbelievers to blaspheme the name of God because of bad Christians. 
really, because of Christians supporting immoral men who brag and boast in their lies, because of Christians who support immoral things and very secular causes, right, and really don't show any love of God. This is Paul is indicting these Jews for doing the same thing. I know Christian, I know kids, kids of Christians who don't want to become Christians because of their parents, really. And this is what Paul is talking about now. Are you doing the things? Here's what the Jews are saying. Oh, God, thanks for the law. <laughs> we got the law. We got the law. We got the law. That's not what it's for. It's supposed to be a light for people in darkness. It's not supposed to be a tool to brag and boast about. And if you remember, this is what, this is what the Jews did with Jesus. Remember, Abraham is our father. And are we correct in saying that you're a Samaritan and you have a demon? Abraham is our father. What does Jesus say to him? If you knew Abraham, you would know me. Because before Abraham was, I am. He didn't say I was. He said I am. That's an I am statement. Because God is never... God is always really in the present tense. You can't use past tense for God. So you can't say, I was. I can say for me, I was. You know why? Because there was, there was a time when I once wasn't. There was never a time when God wasn't. So God is always referred to in the present tense. What did God tell Moses to say to Pharaoh? I am that I am sent you. Because he's always present. And what does that say? God does not live in the past or the future. It's always present with God. And so, and so when Jesus said to the uh, Pharisees before Abraham was, I am, what was he saying to them? They got them upset. I'm God. That's what he was saying. I am God, right? And that's what got them upset. And so here's what we have to see here. The name of God is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles because these Pharisees now were really just using the law as a tool to tell, the, to tell other people how great they were. And then listen, for indeed circumcision is of value if you practice the law. But if you are a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. This mark in your flesh doesn't mean anything. Circumcising yourself when you're not practicing the law. No. So if the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Of course. And he who is physically uncircumcised, if he keeps the law, will he not judge you who through having the letter of the law and circumcision are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But 
but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the, the heart by the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not from men, but from God. You know, you know, really, what I love about Paul, he didn't take a side. He didn't say he's a Jew, but he didn't conduct himself like a Jew, right? Because here he's attacking the Jews. He is not, in fact, actually, here he is attacking the Jews, really, more than Gentiles. And what is he saying? He is saying that because they're broke boasting in circumcision, they're boasting in the mark of the flesh. The only reason, what the reason why circumcision was to be important to a Jew, it was the mark, right? It was the fact that one day, God is going to circumcise your heart, right? It wasn't the mark in the flesh. You know, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing, right? It was the mark that was to be given in the heart. But they're boasting in that. Look at us. So look at us. We're the circumcised. And in Philippians, we even see that they are demanding that Gentiles be circumcised in the flesh. It's foolishness. It's nonsense. It's culture it's like flags it means nothing it's got nothing to do with god really nothing because here's the reason why i say all of this stuff and the reason why paul is saying all of this stuff is that you know you have to prioritize what you put your faith in you can't put your faith in everything really you cannot put your faith in oh well i'm gonna put uh, I'm going to put my faith in myself, in my uh, government, in this, in that, in this, and that. And you know why you can't put your faith in all of those? Governments fail. There's been greater empires than any empire here today, and they've all fallen. You have to put yourself in something that is infallible, and it's only God, really. It is only God that you can put your faith in. David didn't say, oh, I put my faith in Israel. He said, I look up to the hills from where comes my help. Really? Unless, uh, unless, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborer, they labor in vain. Really? Empires are fallen. I remember when I was a kid and we used to do this thing. We used to have to put our hands on our chest and saying, rule Britannia. Britannia rules the waves. I used to do it, but I didn't do it very loud because I didn't believe in it. Really. I knew something was wrong. There's only one thing that, and also, also, it wasn't true because Britannia didn't rule the waves. Britannia is just a Latin word for Britain. That's all. But here's what I'm going to say is when you put, and we should, listen, here's the thing. We should love whatever country we are in. We should love our fellow man. But that's not what we put our faith in. Because anything on this earth is fallible. Look at Haiti. If I was to say, oh, well, you Haitian people, you need to put your faith in the country that you're How can they? You have to have something bigger they're putting their faith in this circumcision. They're totally missing God. This is the problem. They are totally, totally 
missing God. Do you remember how Moses' body was, nobody knew where it was buried? You know why? God knew that people would put their faith in that. In fact, actually, if they knew where it was buried, people would be going there to worship. Right? People would be going there to worship. Paul is telling these Jews, listen, guys, you, you totally missed it. You are not to put your faith just in the fact you were given the law. You are not to put the faith in the fact that you can keep the law, which nobody can. You are to put your faith in the giver of the law, in the giver of the law. That's it. Really. You know, because you have these things flowing about. People put their faith here, there, and everywhere. And then when something happens, oh, yeah, I lost faith. Do you know that there are people who go to church, right? And when the pastor is on vacation, they won't go to church. You know, that tells me to put the faith in the pastor, not in God. Really, I'm telling you. They put the faith. There are people who go to a church, and when those people leave that church, other people will stop going. What does that tell me? They put the faith in those people. They put people put that. This is what I'm trying to get this stuff out of the way. I'm not attacking any flat or anything like that. No. Listen, I say to everyone, I love America. Not but no, not because of baseball or apple pie, but because I received Jesus Christ here. Really, believe it. I love it. But I can love it without putting my faith in it, my total faith. I love my son, but I wouldn't say I put 100% faith in him because he's fallible. And he shouldn't put 100% faith in me. And I'm telling you, don't put 100% faith in me because I'll fail you because I'm fallible. Right? The only thing you can put yourself 100% faith in is someone who's always there. When I call, I might be asleep. When you call, I might be asleep. God never sleeps, never slumbers. So I just want you to understand what I'm constructing here, right? So, and this is the this is the most important thing too. And we can put our, the reason, why can we put our faith so in God's word? Because Jesus is the word. He is the embodiment of the word. And if he wasn't, we shouldn't put our faith in this because this would just kind of be a tool. But this is who he is. So we can totally put our faith in him. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God, is, was, is God, you know, and always will be. And so I'm going to end there because I don't want to start uh, this chapter because chapter three and chapter four, I want to finish next time. So I, I just, here's what I want you to see in this in this chapter is that that it is very easy right to be given something from god and to start putting your faith in that thing like for example there's many people who have been given abilities by god and that's where their faith is that is where their faith is there are people who are given prosperity by God. And listen, let me tell you something as well. God has prospered the Jews. God has prospered 
the wherever you go, wherever the Jews go, they prosper. Not because they're better than anybody else, but because of the promises of God. Really, God has prospered the Jews. I remember when I was in investments, and there were any time that there was a Jewish holiday, even though it was a Jewish holiday, it wasn't a Gentile holiday, so the stock market was still open. It was amazing, though, how the liquidity, how the volume of trading would almost almost stop because now Jewish money isn't in it. God has prospered them. In, a, in other words, all the promises that God made to the Jews, God has delivered on. Right, God? And so you can put your faith in God. Israel is a desert. It is a desert. They grow grapes. They go, they've got some of the best farming because they've got the best irrigation technology in the world. It's amazing what God has done. You know, I was explaining to my son some time ago for he was doing uh, um, a paper in his political science class, and I was explaining to him the six-day war. Nobody's ever heard of a war that lasts six days that one country, right, fights Egypt, which they totally decimated that in the morning, Syria, uh, Lebanon, Jordan, um, and um, um, there's a, another one. But anyway, all of this fighting that we hear about, the West Bank, Gaza Strip, is because Israel took that in six days, right, during the Six-Day War. He was uh, in May of like 68. And I've heard accounts of these countries, Lebanon, Egypt, firing bullets and these bullets stopping short and just falling to the ground. I, I have heard that uh, from, okay, it's amazing. They decimated the Egyptian air force in the very first day of the first morning. It's, I'm telling you, God has delivered to the Jews. God has been faithful. Now they have not been faithful back, but I'm telling you right now, if we put our faith in the right place, which is God, God will be faithful. Trust me. And we're going to learn more about the Jews when we get into Romans 9 to 11. So really, this should now tell you guys to make sure that my faith is in the right place. Some people put their faith in their spouses, their jobs their education. It's all over the place. It needs to be, yeah, love your spouses, love your job, love your country, all of that stuff, but don't put your faith in it. No, because it's fallible. Yeah, I want to put my faith in something that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, you could not say that to someone in Haiti. Put your faith in your country. Because you know what? We all know what's happened there, and we all know what happens on a regular basis. It has to be something above that's higher. You can't, in other words, you can't put your faith in anything natural. It has to be supernatural. And there's only one supernatural power, and that is God. No, that is God. So that's what I would say would be the lesson 
from this, and I'm going to be doing it as I'm teaching through, there's going to be a life lesson.